Hello, my name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. Hi, I'm Sandy Adamitis. Hi, I'm Terry Sampson. <laughs> Terry, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. And I'm still really in the Thanksgiving mood. Uh-huh. So tell me, I would like to know how your cheap Thanksgiving went. Cheap Cheapsgiving was fantastic. That's right. I'm sorry. Cheapsgiving, not cheap Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, you know, style it up a little bit. Yes. And uh, we flew to our destination and uh, we had a, I guess, thanks pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge. We had the big one because there were four people. If you th- think through this a little bit, you say, well... We can get an inexpensive flight. We can go up and stay with our loved ones. And the airports will be regular. I don't have to wait for Bob or someone <laughs> to else. To take his shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just really easy and fun. And I can't see traveling at Thanksgiving yeah. again. I don't see it. Well, talking about Bob just made me think of something. <laughs> what about Bob? What is Bob's deal? I am one of those people that when I'm in the line, I want to be applauded for my organization. I have my laptop out. I have my shoes, ones that I could slip off right away. I mean, I want to get there and get my bins and get my stuff in it. And I literally want everybody behind me to applaud that I do it in such a great way. I know this way. is going, but you know who screws up your day? Bob. Yes. Oh, it's my turn now? Where am I? (laughs) You're at a hotel. Yes. Bob. Relax, Bob. (laughs) Uh, My Thanksgiving was really nice. Now, I usually go to my cousin Molly's, uh, but she wasn't hosting this year. So I went to my friend Susan and Tony's. Okay. And I had the best food, best people. I drove less than three miles. Oh, that's that's nice. Which was wonderful. Yeah. We ate outside. Was the weather not gorgeous yesterday? Perfect. It was the most beautiful Thanksgiving weather. Please let us, uh, you know, internally hurt the rest of you with that little piece. Yeah, it was pretty darn gorgeous here Mm. yesterday. And it was just lovely. I had the best time, came home with leftovers and... Big score. Yeah. I thought for today's episode, it would be fun to talk about the upcoming movies that are anticipated for the end of 2023 and beginning of 2024. This is terrific because I'm a blank slate for this. Fabulous. That's great. In fact, last week when I was leaving the studio, the first screener arrived at your studio and we were so excited. You tore it open hoping it was Oppenheimer. Yes. And what was it? Not Oppenheimer. It was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Which is a wonderful show. I'm sure it's marvelous. But nothing to get excited about to have it off at your door. I can tell you that Oppenheimer, you know, by virtue of what it's about, bombed. And of course, Mrs. Maisel (laughs) never does. So there's that. Um, Who said you couldn't get an A-bomb joke out of a... I, I don't know how you do it, Terry. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. You're just, you're, um, you know, it's the end of the year. Some people kind of lay back. Right. They're very chill. 
You keep, at me. You know, you I'm keep working hitting it, it every second. <laughs> the first movie that's coming out on de- that we're going to talk about December first. It's called Candy Cane Lane. Okay. Does Candy Cane Lane sound familiar to you? If you were someone who took a child to have their picture taken with Santa, oftentimes mm-hmm. the little path that you wade in oh. is often called Candy Cane oh. Lane. You know, one of my favorite things is to be uh, an adult and get my picture taken with Santa Claus with my friends. I have a couple of them. Okay. Candy Cane Lane might sound familiar to people from Los Angeles because there is a street in uh, Woodland Hills. They've been known for years and years and years. They were one of like the first to have decorations up and down the street. The whole street. And the street was named Candy Cane They renamed Lane. the street? or Oh, it, no, I think it was. It showed up like that. It showed up like that. Candy well, that Cane is Lane. peer pressure beyond belief. Yes. And they're kind of the ones, that street really kind of started the trend in Los Angeles. Because trust me, you want to see extravagant Christmas decorations come to LA. Right. Got Lost set magic. designers designing Christmas lights. That's true. Yeah, so that are fabulous to yeah, look at. Yeah, so ouch. So it's an actual street in Woodland Hills, and that's what this movie is based off. Eddie Murphy stars in this holiday comedy adventure about a man on a mission to win his neighborhood's annual Christmas home decoration contest. Mm. After Chris, Eddie Murphy, inadvertently makes a deal with a mischievous elf named Pepper Jingle Bell. To better his chances of winning, she casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wrecks havoc on the whole town. At the risk of ruining the holiday for his family, Chris, his wife Carol, Tracy Ellis Ross, and their three children must race against the clock to break Pepper's spell, battle deviously magical characters, and save Christmas for everyone. It seems like Christmas gets saved every year in, uh, in one movie or the next. It's so. a trope. Mm-hmm. Is 12 Days of Christmas, is that based on the song My True Love Gave to Me? So they're mixing the street, Candy Cane Lane, uh-huh. with decorations, right. and that competition to have the best decorations. Sure. And they're throwing in the 12 Days of Christmas miss my true love gave to me and if i remember correctly there's a lot of birds given there's like seven types of birds given in that song there's a lot of birds in the song yeah i imagine this movie's gonna have a plague of birds i don't see why they're doing this it's interesting now i actually may have to watch it kelly younger is the screenwriter he's a television writer he's won a bunch of emmys and it was directed by Reginald Hudlin and produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazier. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy, he yeah, and Eddie very Murphy. rarely uh, fails to uh, entertain. The second one, a concert film, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, also coming out on December 1st. Renaissance accentuates the journey of the Renaissance World Tour from its inception to the opening in Sweden to the finale in Kansas City, Missouri. It's about Beyonce's intentions, hard work, involvement in every aspect of production, her creative mind and purpose to create her legacy and master her craft. I have watched other tour films of Beyonce. I like her. Mm-hmm. I don't know all her music. I know her popular songs. Mm-hmm. I know when she comes out and I watch clips of her in Blue Ivy, where Blue Ivy dances with Beyonce, and I get chills. 
I just love watching this powerful woman standing there and going, and here's my offspring, and she's talented, probably more talented than me and my husband put together, because she is me and my husband put together. But I don't- And even, her name is Blue Ivy? Okay. Yeah. Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter is named Blue Ivy, and she looks to be about 14, 15 years old to me. She could be 10. I don't know. Okay. Number three. Yeah. Run. Dawn of the Nugget. <laughs> This comes out on December 15th in Dawn of the Nugget after successfully escaping from Tweety's farm in a daring and risky manner, manner, Ginger has discovered her new ideal place, an island bird sanctuary where the entire flock can live in harmony without any risk from humans. With the arrival of Ginger and Rocky's new daughter, Molly, it appears that Ginger's fairy tale ending has finally come true. However, the entire chicken population is now confronted with a menacing and new danger on the mainland, led by a familiar foe. Sandy Newton and Zachary Levi are the new Ginger and Rocky voices, and Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us is also going to do a voice. Oh, well, yeah. And that's on December 15th. So I'm sure that's, that sounds like a great one for you and the kitties. Yep. Number four, Wonka. December 15th. From Paul King, writer-director of the Paddington films. Now, of course, you've all guessed, I'm sure. This is based on the iconic character at the center of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Roland Dahl's most iconic children's book and one of the best-selling children's book of all times. Wonka tells the wondrous story of how the world's greatest inventor, magician, and chocolate ma- uh, maker became the beloved Willy Wonka we know today. Is it a remake of the movie or does it go on for No, something? it's the early days and how Wonka Pre-Wonka. came to be. Yes. Oh. Yes. Timothy Chalamet. Sure, he's very popular. And Keegan Mike and Keys, who I just love that man so oh, much. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, Natasha Rothwell, a bunch of great British actors. I mean, Timothy having to follow in the footsteps of Gene Wilder. Impossible. Is impossible. Yeah. All right. I have a lot to say about this next movie. Okay. And it's mostly about the man in the movie, Maestro. Okay. Maestro is a biographical drama that centers on the relationship between composer Leonard Bernstein and his wife, Felicia. It was directed by Bradley Cooper from a screenplay he wrote with Josh Singer and directed by Bradley. I do not know this. Josh Singer is a very wonderful screenwriter. He might have won an Academy Award for Spotlight, which was not a favorite movie of mine. Wonderful movie. Everybody loved it. That was about behind the scenes at the newspaper in Boston about the Catholic diocese molestation right. cover-ups. Right, right. I have a bone to pick with Bradley Cooper. Okay. Everybody loves Bradley Cooper. I don't, I, mm, and it's all just a feeling. Okay. I've always been suspicious of Bradley Cooper, and I feel that my suspicions have been justified. It was a two years ago or a years ago that we had the slap at the Oscars. I'm pretty sure it was, it was last year. Let's okay, go with that. It was last year that we had the slap. Uh-huh. This was the same year that I spotted Bradley Cooper walking up to Zendaya's seat 
bending down, leaning his old hand on her seat and chatting her up. You want to talk to a young actress, Bradley Cooper? Have your agent call her agent and you set up a meeting. Hey, I got a project in mind you would be wonderful for. He's dating Gigi Haddad. Okay, don't know. Who's in her 20s. Okay. Little model. He's always dating the 20-year-old girlies. Okay. We never use swear words in our podcast. We can. Nobody's stopping us. You and I choose not to use the swear words. So I'm going to say, Bradley, get your ship together. <laughs> what are you, 48? Stop yeah. it. Okay. Stop Preying on young women, you want to talk to them, you set a meeting. Sunday, I got your back. This is a very much anticipated movie. I think the adults are all looking forward to this movie. You're very quiet, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Leonard Bernstein fan? I'm very fond of all the stuff that he's written, and especially West Side Story. I don't know if anybody else checked this out, but the Spielberg version of it, the score, the recording of the score, and whatever tweaks they did in the score, amazing, ridiculous. It's like one of the best mixes I've ever heard. When they're in the high school dancing around, Mm -hmm. listen to the Latin percussion. First of all, you can hear every percussion piece. I don't know how they do that. And then the rest of the beautiful chord progressions and melodies. I think Broadway people were mad that the singers sang sort of in a pop way. I never have a problem oh, with that. Yeah, I that, missed that controversy. Yeah, that they, they thought it was too pop. I never have a problem with that. If someone's killing it, they're killing it. And I'm just, I'm just glad to be there to hear it. Yes, I like that. Number six on my list, The Iron Claw comes out December 22nd. I've been seeing photos everywhere about this movie, and it will become apparent why very soon. This movie was written and directed by Sean Durkin. This is the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s under the shadow of their domineering father and coach. There is always a domineering father, isn't there? Yeah, or there's no movie. There you go. They popularized the Iron Claw wrestling hold and were rumored to have a curse given the tragedies that overtook the family. Oh, okay. The cast, Zac Efron, Lily James. Zac Efron? Yes. In a wrestling movie? Yes. They're all beefed up. You got to see these kids. Jeremy Alan White, Harris Dickerson, Maura Turney, and Holt McClaney. I can smell the steroids from here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, I think this is going to be a talked about movie, The Iron Claw. Oh, so I looked them up online to see what The Iron Claw move was. So I saw the three brothers wrestling. And basically, one of the brothers took an opponent pushed him into the ring. He bounced off the ring. They always have to bounce back. Bounced back into the brother's palm, his forehead, (laughs) hit the palm, and he clawed the forehead, and he pushed him back. Twisted it like... I have have horrible news for you. Mm -hmm. This was Three Stooges. I'm pretty pretty sure that was a Stooge move. When I saw what the claw (laughs) move was... This used to be called the curly. (laughs) It was not a technically awe-inspiring move. And as you just said, 
the Stooges got there first. I'm pretty sure the Stooges did that. Number seven, The Color Purple. This is coming out on Christmas Day, and I'm going to read straight from Wikipedia. This is too complicated because there's so many versions of The Color Purple, and that now we have versions based on new versions that have part of old versions in it. So I'm just going to read from Wikipedia. The Color Purple is a musical coming-of-age period drama film directed by Blitz Boswell from a screenplay by Marcus Gardley, based on the stage musical of the same name, which in turn is based on the 1982 novel of the same name by Alice Walker. It is the second film adaption of the novel following the 1985 film directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by Quincy Jones. Fantasia is going to be in it. Danielle Brooks, her, Sierra, Louis Gossett Jr., John Baptiste, David Allen Greer, Tarji P. Hudson. It's probably going to be wonderful. Number eight, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's also coming out on Christmas Day, December 25th. Director James Wan, screenplay by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Having failed to defeat Aquaman the first time, Black Manta, still driven by the need to avenge his father's death, will stop at nothing to take Aquaman down once and for all. This time, Black Manta is more formidable than ever before, wielding the power of the mythic Black Trident. To defeat him, Aquaman will turn to his imprisoned brother, the former king of Atlantis. Together, they must set aside their differences in order to protect their kingdom and save Aquaman's family and the world from irreversible destruction. Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, William Defoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman got on, on this, huh? Mm-hmm. So this is a Marvel movie, right? Or DC Universe. Oh, DC Universe. So yeah. So tick tick tick. Yeah. What does that mean? Tick tick tick. Their Are time, they doing badly? DC their time. Universe? Yeah, their time is almost up. Really? Why? Do I you... think the cartoon conversion thing is oh, at its last okay. legs. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, the the numbers are way down. Number nine. Ferrari, Christmas Day, directed by Michael Mann Mm -hmm. and written by Troy Kennedy Martin, based on the 1991 biography Enzo Ferrari, the man, the cars, the races, the machine, by motorsports journalist Brock Yates. I love the name Enzo and my girlfriend Darlene, that's her son's name, which I think is so cool. This is starring Adam Driver. Right. So he gets to be he's Italian young. again. And he's, yeah, and he's young Enzo, I suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the younger Enzo and mm-hmm. his marriage and how they struggled okay. and their child and his pushing to win at all costs. Well, this guy was all about perfection. That's actually what draws me to it because I like to see this kind of thing where he says, I'm not stopping for cash. I'm continuing for greatness. I want to make this the fastest car ever. I'm only interested in that. Now, that's not a good business model, it turns out, but you really honor somebody who says, I'm doing this. I like that, Me yes. Too. And I guess this is something about um, he rolls all the dice on this one big race 
a treacherous 1,000 miles across Italy, that is going to be some amazing footage. Yes, that'll be great. I think it's, yeah, I think that that was the point in which he started to own Formula One. Oh, And he hung on until, uh, after this, if you haven't seen it already, you could watch this movie and then uh, Ford versus... uh, a Ferrari, Ferrari, okay. which is a great movie. But that's a that's a really great movie if you like this kind of. Uh, it was very cocky in that movie. If I remember the opening scene. Somebody was very. Oh sure. Well, these guys have to yeah. be. I mean, you because you put your life on the line every time you get. They in wear suits that protect them from burning up. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty. I rarely do that my, in my work. If anybody wants to give me one of those, you know, like, oh, here's your birthday present that cost us. We all chipped in. It cost $1,800. <laughs> I would like to go race on a racetrack. Yeah. I would like to go really fast and drive on a racetrack. Well, it's not that expensive. I did do that you here did. locally at a but Porsche has a track. Tell me. I can't remember what city it is. It's uh, in Los Angeles area. Why can't I think of the city name? I'm going to say Long Beach just because that's where they hold the races. It's not too far from Long Beach. I'm brilliant. And yeah, and so they have all these different uh, things. So you drove in a race car? Yes, a 911. The weird thing about Porsche is they make race cars for driving. It's ridiculous. You don't need to go 200 miles an hour on the, the 101 here when you're just sitting there waiting for the tiniest gap to get to the yes. next spot. It's ridiculous. Terrible thing to buy. They're beautiful, though, so I mm-hmm. like them aesthetically. Mm-hmm. But this gives you a chance to to drive as, as fast as you can. The straightaway, for instance, has a big banking thing. So when the first time... By the way, you're with another driver, somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they gave you the No, kids. no. They know better than that. They took, took a hard look at me and said, we better put two guys in there. <laughs> So I'm driving along, and I'm doing like uh, 70, and he's laughing. He goes, you know, you can really put it right to the metal. I go, well, there's this big bank. He goes, well, the bank's going to save you for this car, so you can just floor it the whole time. Okay. <laughs> Up and to the 160. Bank is, so you hit the bank at yeah. 100? Yeah, it's made for that. And you don't flip? No, it's made. It's, it's a real bank. Oh, so you wow. go into it, and it's made so that nobody can really screw yeah. up. Even See, me. this would be me. Okay, I have to go slow the first time. Well, that's and what I did. And then the second time around, I'll go fast. Is that what you did? No, I went slow the second time. This I didn't believe him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life at stake. I think he's joking. Okay. And then we do the track thing, which is fun. Now, that's where you can actually... And then the the modern Porsches have two modes, and that is you drive it or the computer helps you. And Mm -hmm. so when you switch into the computer helps you, you can do anything you want. Oh, I love it. I'm going to do it. All right. I'm going to do it. Number 10 and the last. This is actually for 2024. I have no idea how popular this movie is going to be. It's going to be on Netflix, I'm sure, but I just want to mention it because I love this man. Good Grief. No, it's not the Snoopy (laughs) drama that we've all been waiting for. This is written and directed by Dan Levy. He is the creator of Schitt's Creek, which is one of my favorite sitcoms. Right. 
I adore that show. I did not think I was going to like it. I'm not going to watch a whole series about horrible rich people. And that is nothing. That is the exact opposite of what this sitcom is. Dan has said it's a cautionary tale about friendship and loss and all the mess that comes with it when the truth is something you've evaded for most of your life. And I guess it takes place in Paris. Tamara Jones of Collider.com said, it's an LGBTQ plus positive eat, pray, love journey of self-discovery with Levy's hilarious delivery. Bring it on 2024. He's the lead. And he's the lead in it. Uh, yeah. Out of all those movies, Terry, I can list them if you list them in a row, the names. Right. What do you think you are going to Ferrari watch? and then uh, Oppenheimer 2, which hopefully will be out by then. <laughs> I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> Tell me about the uh, plotline of Oppenheimer 2, Terry. Well, I, didn't, bu- I didn't hear about it. It, it bombs. <laughs> that is without Going question. to the well again, Terry. Yeah. Aren't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could barely get my little shovel down there to get anything out of that. Uh, no, it's <laughs> I didn't see it, and this is these are type of things I uh, I don't know where they're going with it, and I've kept away from it. You kept away from the Oppenheimer one because you don't. Yeah, I want the plot ruined. Is yeah, I don't. Well, I <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be dissecting. Okay, plenty to okay. dissect. Don't you think? Okay, there's the whole thing. Yeah, there's the. Enola Gay, Gay drop. That's enough. Yeah. But what about the other stuff? Yeah. And I think everyone that's worked on something that required them to give everything they had mm-hmm. in order to achieve would automatically lose the big picture. You cannot hang on to the big picture tightly enough if you have to go after every detail. It's impossible. And that is, I've just described really writing of any kind, really. And then putting together a team to figure out how this thing would work, they're just going towards that. Yes. And at some mo- some moment, mm-hmm. the actuality of what they were doing must have hit them. I imagine that's a big part of a movie that everyone else has already seen, and I haven't. <laughs> so, yes. so that I'm interested in that. Yeah, I hope would love for you. We're not talking about Oppenheimer 2 anymore. <laughs> we switched to Oppenheimer that, 1. That was a just for the writers. Yeah. <laughs> just for the writers to know. But I would like a book report on it. <laughs> okay. Because it's squirreling around in your brain. There's something about this movie, I think, that has a message for you. And I, I would be fascinated to hear it. Yes. If that exists. Or I'm just... You've like, seen it. No, I have not seen it. Oh, okay. I had my choice between Barbie and Oppenheimer, and I chose Barbie. I tend to do things binary. I don't know why. (laughs) Why I couldn't double back to see Oppenheimer yet, but I haven't. They seem so on the uh, different side of each other. Yeah, they came out the same weekend. And they even called it Barbenheimer? Barbieheimer, I'm not sure. Yeah, there was some kind of cute name about, because they were both making a lot of money. So, of course, we have to drop everything and put them together. And I just want to remind everybody that the movie directed by the woman all about Barbie won. That got the the most money? money. There you go. Yes. Okay. The other one was a bomb. That's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, and thrive. Till we get to hang out again. Keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Executive Producer, Kristen O'Vern. Producers, 
Terry Sampson, and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.